I legit feel like a virgin again. I don't really know what's going on. I'm confused. I have a weird feeling in my stomach. I have these high expectations. Also, I don't know if I look sexy enough. <laughs> what the fuck is up, shaggers? It feels so good to be in your ears again. I won't lie, speaking into the mic and holding it the way I am is getting me a bit horny. My microphone has this little hood on it, like an uncircumcised dick. And it's actually really fucking cute. It's a good size and a really good width, not at all intimidating. I mean, I can confidently say I can take all this dick. I mean, handle all of this microphone. Fuck. You know what? I might sound sexually frustrated, but it's just because I am so hyped to be doing shit about shagging once again. The feedback from the first five episodes was way better than I expected it, and I have all you finger blasters and cocksuckers to thank for that. This time round, I will be bringing you all the same juicy, uninformed, hopefully comical sex, love, and relationship shit talk that I delivered in the first season. Now, let's get straight into it with my favorite part of the show, known as the Shaggy Shenanigans. This is the segment where myself and those crazy, brave-ass souls who are kind enough to submit a story tell you about the weird, wild, amazing, or just plain fucked up experiences and fetishes we have. I received three short shenanigans this week that I needed to read to you. The first was, I need to drink a lot of water so that when they're on top, it feels like they're knocking on my bladder, which makes me crazy wet and feels amazing when I come. (laughs) Honey, sweet child. I can imagine this is really intense and great, but aren't you just like, afraid of getting a stitch or accidentally peeing on the person i mean definitely i i really have to try this one out for myself because i feel like just the pure fear of such a slip up could make it more sexy and dangerous possibly like fucking public but good for you baby girl you found what works for you and not a lot of people can say that so keep on keeping on with your badass two liters a day self. You, you've got it on lock. The next one is, why does a flaccid dick feel so nice? After he comes inside you and goes soft, it feels amazing. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I don't... I don't know why this actually made me chuckle just reading it again. But personally, I prefer the semi-hard dick feeling. I can't recall... Great. No. I actually can't recall when last I had a flaccid dick slide out of me. But also, can we just talk about how fucking great it feels when the dick leaves your body after he comes? Holy crap. It just makes me want it more. Like when he stays inside of me for a little bit and then he eventually slides out, it's like that, like that. It's, it's like dessert. One last bit of pleasure. But anyway, girl, if you are enjoying soft dick in you, 
then he must have a mighty impressive penis when flaccid. Because goddamn, to be feeling it and enjoying it so much, whew, you, you have to keep him. Hold on to him tight. Keep him here. Keep him like right within eye distance. You need to keep him within your vicinity always. And lastly, I had a guy give me the best head in the car. But when we got home and he had to come to the show, he was smaller than a damn button. (laughs) Why, Why do bad things happen to good people? Have you thought about it? Maybe this is why he was such a champ at going down on you. Because he knew. After that, it's all downhill. I truly admire a man who knows what he's working with. You, sir, deserve a buzz for your performance in the first half, in the first act. But after intermission, clearly the second act was just a... I can't believe I'm about to say this. Clearly the second act was just a minor production. (laughs) But shame, dude. Um, This girl probably expected homeboy to come up with that man dingo dick. But ask yourself... Why was the head so bomb? Surely something must be off. Life is not a porno. You can't get it all. That guy was a real man who knew his struggles and tried to make up for it. Just be glad that when he went down on you, it was really good. And not just subpar performance all around. Because, hey dude, that shit is common as hell. Now. For me, there have been so many shenanigans I could talk about. And finding the right one to start off season two with was tougher than I thought it would be. Do I talk about the upside of whiskey dick, a closer man living up to his bad reputation, or good sex for once? I no, I don't know why I said that last one, because you fuckers don't even care if I've been getting good dicking, which... I have by the way you're all here for the funny failures so let me tell you about the beautiful space that is online dating guys I know people have many many reservations about it but my reason for loving it is because I've had successful relationships stem from online dating but this story was not the beginning of a new relationship I matched with a man named Guy on Tinder and him and I spoke for about two to three weeks on the app, but it wasn't consistent chatting. One day I decided to do my hair and it came out looking really, really good. Like people, when I tell you it looked good, I mean, I looked like the entire snack. No, the entire meal, not just a snack from just above my boobs No, let's include the boobs because i got great tits. From the tits up, I looked baller. And I really felt like going on a date because someone needed to see this beauty. So I messaged Guy to ask him if he was keen to meet up. And thank goodness homeboy was down. Now in this story, it is important to know that Guy and myself made bad decisions. I, sure as shit, am not perfect. But he was far from it. I ask him, where should we meet up? And he says, Bramfontein. 
that's 15 kilometers away from me firstly and this area is notorious for being unsafe full of students and fucking one-way roads I hate I hate I hate them but that was my first mistake of the night saying fuck it because I really wanted to go on a date to the point where I abandoned all logic so he tells me to meet him at this location and I don't even question it I get myself dolled up not full-blown banging just focused on my hair and ended up looking like a pretty pretty princess you know and started my great trek to Brom when my map app tells me I've reached my destination I see it's an office building I should have gone home but no I message guy to tell him hey dude I think I'm outside hoping that there's a bistro or something inside the building he comes down gets in the car takes off his mask opens his mouth and my libido dies He's a Tswana dude who was raised in a hood near a predominantly Afrikaans town. So when he speaks, he throws in Tswana slang and random Afrikaans words all into one what should have been English sentence. I told him, hey, I don't know the language, so could we possibly stick to English for this date? He wholeheartedly agreed, but that question went in one ear and straight the other. Basically, homeboy continued with his gangster mix slang multilingual chats. I should have fucking gone home. I should have. Anyway, I chauffeur us to the place we decided to have this date. And they tell us it's closed. I say, let's try this hotel bar. They were also closed. We try one more random spot in the corner. It's closed. I should have taken this as a sign from the universe to fucking go home, Zizi. But I persevered like a dumb bitch. And we ended up ordering McDonald's and had a car picnic, which I guess could have, would have have been so bad if I didn't flinch every time someone walked past the car or got paranoid when I saw someone in one of my mirrors. I'm pretty sure I checked to see if the car was locked about 17 times. Guy and I are chatting, we're chatting, we're chatting, and I'm completely over this gent. I mean, I had the two-week growth on my nails showing, and he had the audacity to say they were wrecked, even though his black nail polish was not painted smoothly and chipped on almost every fucking nail. I checked the time. And it's 8.53. So I tell him, yo, I want to leave at 9. Then I made the mistake of asking him how he plans to get home. This scrub wanted me to drive to God knows where to drop his ass off at home. <laughs> By this time, I'm already pissed off and annoyed. So I straight up told him, fuck no. He's like, all right, he'll order an Uber. The time now is 5 to 9. He looks at me and says, and like Joe, I'd really love to just hold you right now. Don't you want to come to my place so we can be in private, Vandach? <laughs> in this moment, I was a complete snob because all I could imagine was walking up four flights of stairs to get to the shitty ass apartment that has a broken fridge, 
probably two camp chairs in front of a TV that's placed on the floor only to sleep on a springy mattress with dirty linen on a bed that wasn't even made that morning. I I respectfully told him, no dude, I want to go home. Please just order your Uber. He sits up, unlocks his phone and checks WhatsApp. Then turns to me and tells me he'd really, really like to see me again, but in a more private place so he can kiss me and hold me. He then offered to get us a room. I... <sighs> He clearly couldn't see how far back my eyes were rolled because the next thing I know, my beautifully just done soft, luxurious hair is being pulled on. This fucker didn't just touch. No, no. He pulled my hair so that, wait for it, he could kiss me. Pulled. The only reason. I kissed him back was so that he could take it as this is a hint of the end of the date. When I pulled back from the below average kiss, I asked him why he felt so inclined to tug at my hair. His precious answer was, I get it, that's how guys do it in the movies, eh? <laughs> guys, I couldn't anymore. I couldn't. So I ask him to order his Uber because it's past nine o'clock now and I just I just want to go home. He goes onto the Uber website, not the app, and this in itself just stressed me out for some reason. So he opens up the website and the website is not loading. I could feel the tears of frustration forming in my eyes. So I tell him to just hotspot off of me because I was past irritated now. His Uber still doesn't want to work. So now I have to take him somewhere and I was sure as shit was not going to order an Uber for him. I take him back to the office per his request and I stop outside the gate. This man is so persistent or just plain oblivious to how bad the date was. He asks me if I want to come up with him, even if it's just for 15 minutes. I'm pretty sure the sound of my tires finally screeching away from him was a good enough answer. That night when I got home, I updated my online dating bio to say that having your own ride to our date is a non-negotiable. Fuck that guy. Well, that, that was good to finally get off my chest. But I figured you guys must be wondering, why did I call it the comeback episode? Why? Because today we're talking about orgasms. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna I'm about to come. Yeah. You like that? Mm. Oh that was great. Did you come? <laughs> oh, you came. I didn't notice. I don't even look at your face to see what kind of expressions you make. But most of you sick fucks, it doesn't bother you what the O face looks like. I just don't want to take the risk of losing my mojo. Busting a nut, coming, the big O, getting your rocks off. These are all different terms to describe the pleasure that is having an orgasm. And why, you ask, did I feel the need to talk about this topic? 
Because an orgasm is the peak of sexual excitement through stimulation of the genitals to release accumulated sexual tension. It's a pain and a stress reliever, a happy and a sleeping pill all in one. Those of us who are lucky enough to have experienced an orgasm think it's as satisfying as fuck. Like finally getting that stubborn piece of popcorn out from in between your teeth after like trying with your tongue for 25 minutes. Or the relief of finally peeing when you're on Molly. I think that orgasms are vital and honestly love having them. But... If it's an orgasm I have achieved with someone else, there's this strange sense of shame and regret for me personally, which is weird, right? I don't feel this way if I come by masturbating, which like a lot of you, I can do much quicker than coming with someone. I can come within two minutes and 20 seconds with my vibrator bob. And I know that time is weirdly specific, but I know it because I watch porn on Twitter and the videos are that long, are that long, basically. Guys, it is so much better than going on to Pornhub. Twitter porn is the way to go. But anyway, if a guy gets me to climax, it makes me feel some type of way. There's not as much happiness as when I do it solo. Please, please don't, don't get me wrong. I still really enjoy it. I even aspire for an orgasm. But like one or two, eh? Personally, I don't find multiple orgasms to be that great. I think they're overhyped and draining. Dude, you become so sensitive and then you have these random like aftershocks in your body, which is a turn on for some gents. Just tell me why. Why does my leg randomly spasming make you feel like Johnny Sins? I wish I was like the majority of you listeners that think that multiple orgasms are the shit and the urine. Gents, you can't really tell me you'd be game to multiple orgasms, given how you guys feel after just having one. I've seen some guys get destroyed by an orgasm. And I cannot say it's equal feeling, but the intensity is the same for us ladies too. But guys are so obsessed with the idea of getting a girl to orgasm and holy shit, getting a girl to squirt. (sighs) Although guys say, it's not a big deal. You just enjoy the experience. No, I don't, I don't believe that at all because a lot of ladies feel like you guys make it your life's fucking mission to make us squirt. Listen, not all girls can do it firstly and those who can probably feel uncomfortable with it. So let's stop pushing the agenda and if it happens, it happens. Good for you. With that, (laughs) let me tell you. A guy coming in you feels so much better than him coming anywhere else on your body. And a large group of guys and girls agree that it's better to come in a person rather than on them. I think in terms of cleanup, it's less of a schlep. But also getting basted like a turkey feels amazing. Just please, people, make sure you're protected. And if you aren't using a condom with your partner, that 
contraceptives are being used because hey, I don't think we're ready for kids out here. And pull-out game is not a thing because pre-cum exists. So when I was preparing for this episode, I read that there are as many as 11 different types of orgasms for women. 11 ways to make her come, yet you can't do it, player. Really? <laughs> I'm joking, but it's it's insane, right? I honestly only knew of the two most common ones, which are clitoral stimulation and vaginal penetration, mainly because those are the ones that work for me. I am yet to find what is better than having both of my legs up on a man's shoulder and having him hit my G-spot while in missionary. God damn. In that moment, I could whisper, I love you. Just because of the good decking. With all that being said, sex is not a race. You don't have to have an orgasm every time you have sex. It's like those games that are at an arcade where you don't get tickets. They're still fun to play. So just enjoy the ride. Pun intended. Fully intended. I used to believe that if a guy didn't come, then the sex wasn't good. But... I am proud to say that I got over that dumbass notion. Guys, sex is so fucking pleasurable, even without the grand finish. It releases so many endorphins and it makes you feel so great just as is. So why should we add the stress or the pressure of making sure the other person reaches climax? Just enjoy the action and if they come, yippee! Quickly. I have a question for the girls, not you sexually awakened queens out there who do what they want, how they want, when they want. I'm speaking to the rest of the population here, majority. Why is it that we deprive ourselves of so much pleasure in the beginning stages of a relationship? I can tell you now that in my relationships, I always prioritized his needs and didn't even consider mine. I mean, if mine were met, then that was just a bonus. I think for me, because I know how emotionally taxing it can be when you have an orgasm with someone, I always felt that I'd get too attached to the dude way before I really am. But that's fucked up. Also, I did it to ensure the relationship lasts. So if he was coming, then surely he'd be thinking we're having great sex and he'd stay with me. I used to use sex as a way of securing the relationship, which is weird because I have no issues when it comes to casual sex. But when I'm with a gent I genuinely fucks with, I change. And I know there's a lot of women who can relate to this. And I just, I want to understand, girls, why do we do it? Because, and I'm sure I can generalize this, but... People get turned on when they see their partner is turned on. And when women get turned on, it's so fucking obvious. Yes, yes, guys, it is. Our our body language gives it away. So why would we deprive ourselves to ensure they stick around when actually in letting go, you're increasing the pleasure for the other person? Think about that. Now, my question for the gents. 
why is it that you guys only come in two forms, eh? Either you love pleasing a woman or couldn't be asked about her desires. It's so rare to find a dude that's like in the middle, like isn't obsessed with going down on you for 48 hours or either that or he avoids the pussy like it's a fucking plague. I I just want to know, James. Do you put in the same effort in pleasing your partner in foreplay as they do for you? I'm not calling out men here. I'm just asking a question. Because from girls talk, what I've heard, what I've read, and personally what I've experienced, some of you are doing the bare minimum. But before all you girls over there start cheering, yes, easy, say it louder for those in the back. Do you tell a guy if he's underperforming? Do you let him know what turns you on and how you like to be handled? Probably not. So why the hell should they get the flack if we keep faking, oh, that was amazing. Yes, he might have done something that felt pleasurable here and there, but don't you want that feeling of euphoria and tiredness that comes from having an orgasm? It's like feeling on top of the world, but exhausted at the same time. Most people feel that way after they come. And surprisingly, there were a few people who told me they felt indifferent, which I think sucks if that's how you feel, if you're doing it with someone. But if you're flicking your bean or jerking off, then the feeling of indifference you have after coming is completely understandable. I mean, after I masturbate, I don't say, oh, yeah, Zizi, high five. I just carry on with my day. So, yeah, fuck. Orgasms are good. I think think I'm about to go have one now. Hold on. Whew. (laughs) I'm back. That was good. It always is. Because nobody, nobody knows me like Bob knows me. But now it is time for your questions. Whoop, whoop, yeah. I love that you guys genuinely ask me for my random opinion, like I give substantial advice, but nevertheless, let's get into it. How do most women feel about anal? I can't speak for most women, but listen, some love it, some don't fuck with it, the rest haven't tried it. Some girls can literally have anal orgasms and just all they want is to be reamed through the back door entrance. That's that's their cup of tea. Whereas other girls don't want you to accidentally slide into them when you, you're hitting a doggy. So it it actually I can't I can't say how most women feel about it. It's it's different to each each to their own. Um, But what I would say is if you're going to try it for the first time with someone, lots and lots of lube, a shit ton of foreplay, and please, please just be gentle upon entry. That's the only thing that matters. And if she likes it, then fucking good for you. It's a tight spot. Go forth and enjoy. If she doesn't, dude, you tried. Get over it. But uh, I can't tell you how most women feel about it. Why are guys so shit at pleasing vaginas and mostly lick aimlessly and or try to scrape cantaloupe? (laughs) 
<laughs> the only way I can say this is you're just shit out of luck. <laughs> there are plenty guys out there who know exactly how to eat pussy. So yeah, you just you just need to be looking at the the, the type of men you've been attracting because it's it's not it's not all guys but those who are shit at it fucking suck at it so you have to i think best thing to do is for yourself and for for the next girl let's pay it forward i think you need to find out what you like and start telling the dude what is good for you do you prefer it when he flicks it do you prefer when he sucks on your clits and yeah the Guys don't know any better. So if we don't tell them, they're going to keep doing what they think has been rocking girls' worlds since the beginning of time, since whenever. But dudes, guys specifically, the clit has millions of nerve endings. Just try to find the bunch that drive her crazy. Don't just stick to one move and think that you're the man. No, switch it up. Her body will tell you if she's enjoying it. And don't think what worked for Polly will work for Zandi. It's as simple as that. Women are different. Have you ever imagined the person you're fucking with someone else? If yes, why? Um, no. Uh, I have never imagined that. I usually, the, the furthest or the worst I've ever done is zone out during sex, but not imagine it was someone else. The reason being is that I like to say the person's name during sex. So if I'm thinking about someone else, I'm going to say the wrong name and I can't risk a good lay for that or an average lay for that or whatever. I can't, no, I can't risk it. It's, it's, it's too much. And also, if I wanted to be fucking someone else, I'd be with that person. So, yeah. This next question is a little bit of a weird one. But anyway, when last have you had some? Well, dude, listen. This show, by the time it is live, I would have had sex two days before. So, yeah. That's when last I had sex. No, three days before. Hmm? Tuesday, Monday, Sunday. Hmm? Yeah, two, two, two days before. Sorry, I had to think they're like a fucking idiot. Anyway, um, and the last question. What do you do if you can't make your partner come? Okay, so there's three possible answers to this one. Okay, the first one is your partner could be going through a lot. Sex isn't just physical, it's also a mind game. So if your partner is under a lot of stress or they're anxious about something or they got a lot on their mind, chances are they won't really be into the sex and they won't be able to come. That's the first reason. The second one is you could be doing what you think works but in actual fact, it's not, it doesn't float their boat. I suggest watch them masturbate 
and ask them if they have open to having like an open conversation during sex. This way they can tell you exactly what they like. If you know, if you're doing whatever you're doing, however you're doing it, if they don't like it, they can just tell you, okay, let's switch positions or try this, go deeper, leg slower, all of that. The last part, and this is, I hate to say it, the most painful one is that person just doesn't fuck with you anymore. If a person doesn't like you, they're probably not going to come. So think about it. Is your partner really still into you or nah? And if it's the latter, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But that is it for this week's episode. (laughs) I won't lie. I was nervous about coming back. But this was so much fun. Doesn't matter how many times I had to fucking re-record this episode because of technical difficulties and everything else that was going on because I didn't like the way I sounded. That does not matter. I had a glass of wine to calm me down and I just got back into it. Naturally. I missed you guys so much. But if you don't already, follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at SASpodcast underscore and myself at Z-I-Z-I-S-I-Y-O-L-O. That's at ZZCOLO on Instagram and Twitter. And come back for some more ear penetration with my rock hard bulging voice. I'm just I'm just messing with you guys. But I will catch you shaggers next week for another episode of Shit About Shagging. Hold on, wait. <clears throat> Hi everyone. Um my name is Zizi Siolo and I'm a throat goat. <laughs> Sorry, I had to mention that. This great, does he? Yes, let's call him a great dude. This great dude called me a fucking throat goat because of my head game. Fuck all of you. I am too cool for the loser's table. Do you know how damn good it felt when I heard that? And to think some of the credit should probably go to my tongue ring, but Fuck anyone who listens to this podcast and thinks that I talk out of my ass, which I probably do. But baby, at the end of the day, it's all about what their mouth do.